following podcast is explicit. So mom, you're going to want to turn this off. Oh, hello everybody, and welcome to Mouthful of Marvels, where one guy really loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the other is Mike. Thanks so much for listening, and you're probably noticing, uh, wait a minute, uh, wait, hold the phone. He usually says the tagline after the theme song. What the heck is happening? Um, well, calm down. It's okay. Uh, there's a very simple explanation. Um, I accidentally deleted the first five or ten minutes of this episode. (laughs) Um, so, uh, after the theme song, you're going to get into us just kind of starting to talk, uh, without any, um, preamble at all. This is the preamble. Uh, and also another, uh, (laughs) something that happened was when we were talking about the numbers later on in the show... Um, it's, it stopped recording, and so, uh, I caught it, and then we just kind of had to catch up. So, when, um, it gets to that point, it will fade out, and then it will fade back into Mike talking about spiking his Snapple <laughs> with rum, or something, if I remember right. Um, so that will happen, and, oh, I, what you did miss in the five or ten minutes that I accidentally flubbed. We introduce uh, a guest to the show. Um, he is our good friend, Joe DeGenero. And for around five years, Mike and I have known him. We've played improv with him. When we have sketch ideas, he's one of our go-to guys to bounce ideas off of and uh, ask him to help punch up the script. Um, so Joe is a guest, and he was a very fun co-host to have on this episode. And, um, yeah, so to, and to make up, um, the first, to make it up to you, that I deleted the first five to ten minutes, um, I'm going to include a set of, um, haikus, or, let me think, what are they called? They are Syro, Sun, Sunrayus, um, specifically, so that's like a type of haiku, I guess? Uh, anyway, he he explains it briefly, but, um, from a listener to the show, uh, Dave of the Dark Corner podcast. So, we're going to listen to those. Uh, he does uh, some for um, all of Phase 1, and it's, uh, yeah, so j- just about six uh, six movies in the form of haikus, or sunrayus, from Dave. So thanks, Dave, for that. And, yeah, and then we'll just get into the theme song. Okay, God bless. Hey, Jordan and Mike. It's Evil Dave of the Dark Corner Podcast with some feedback. I'm compressing my reviews into haikus, or rather, sunrayus, as they are about people and their foibles. Here we go. Industrialist undergoes a change of heart. Quite literally. Powder keg of rage moves to bad part of Rio. Not very smart, Bruce. Bit of a rushed film. Burdened by the Avengers. Why John Favreau left. Thor is half rom-com, half Shakespearean drama, and all pretty men. First Avenger fights surprisingly few Nazis, though he hates bullies. The focus is on Joss Whedon's unique talent, dysfunctional kin. That's all the time I have. Peace out.
we are talking about uh, the Avengers today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you think, Mike? It was okay, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you you are you're disenchanted with this one. I okay. Uh, I I I liked it. I think okay. I liked it more than when I saw it in theaters. Really? I really liked it for like the first forty minutes or so. I think okay. I was like, oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I just had a bad experience the first time, and then by the end, I was just so ready for it to end. Really? Uh, yeah. At what point in the film is that? Other than I like think, forty minutes in, what what uh what was happening? Oh, I think it's like when when right before the the hovercraft aircraft carrier gets attacked. It's a helicarrier. Yeah. It's... No, I think the technical term is um, big boat that flies her- aircraft carrier that has airplanes on top. Yeah. Well, Mike uh, does know his nomenclature. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Everybody knows hel- helicarriers. Um. Of, it's like Southern like, California named it. I'd like to think I know a little bit Hella about carrier. the military. So. Sure. <laughs> More than Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe uh, was in the Army? Yeah, the Army. Uh, thank you for your service or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> Heartfelt <laughs> response. Uh, do, you cash in, do you cash in on discounts? No. Are, no. are you like morally opposed to it or just like... Like you don't like the social experience of cashing in. I don't. I definitely don't want to ask if I can get ten percent off from movies because of my service. But I did get a VA loan, so the big things I'll still cash in on. Sure, but like those, those are like benefits. So like, the, the, like, uh, but like the like but the other ones are like promotions to make the business look better because they support. No, I, do, I don't ask for any of those. And I was in the military in a time when people didn't do any of that stuff for the military when when you walked around in uniform people just looked at you and noticed you were in a uniform they didn't fall all over themselves to thank you and what years i was in 95 through 99 yeah that was when we're like we're done with wars forever yeah uh we won them all <laughs> it, there was a, a little bit of stuff in somalia but that was it but it was a peaceful time and i basically had like a dirty job that's all I really had. There was real no real threat to go to war. And so it's more like you were like a blue collar guy within the like it could have been anything. Yeah, it could have been anything. I was working on tanks and we were training, but it felt academic. It didn't feel like we were training for a real thing. Sure. Like if uh, yeah. That's like a real casual way to say real cool things cuz like I wasn't doing anything. I was like working on tanks. Yeah. It sounds cool you until know, you do it. Tanks. Like, I'm telling you, it, it sounds cool. We watched a training video, and then I got on the tank, and then the tank was kind of cool. But <clears throat> any romance goes away when you're working on it, and then you see it go over a hill, and then you just realize you're going to have to fix whatever got broken. Oh. And that then the romance goes So away. do you, like, really identify with, like, all the employees at S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> I identify with the dude playing Galaga in his work time. I'll tell you that. I, did, I don't get what you just said. What did you say? The guy playing Galaga? Uh, that Tony Stark called uh, called him out. No, well he did. He was playing. Did, was Gallag- this in this movie? Yeah, yeah it was, in this, was movie. in this movie. The one I just watched today. Yeah. He goes. No. That guy's playing Galaga. <laughs> you didn't my, think my we would notice? <laughs> <laughs> Were you even watching it? 
I tried. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, guys, I wanted to make a quick joke. Uh, Joe, thanks for your service. Aww. That was worth going back for. That was worth going <laughs> oh, back for. So worth it. Let's end yeah. the podcast. Okay, the end. Uh, the end. Oh, wait, no, we All forgot. Right. The rest will be bonus footage. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, I, guess, any- I guess it still works for footage because you're talking about tape. You're recording on tape. Yeah, it's it's tape. I don't tape. think it's footage. It's tape. Okay. Um, but, Mike, do you want to get the numbers out of the way? Mike and Joe. I don't mean to exclude Joe. I remember this being a big movie. Yeah. yeah. Big, big movie. Well, this, this is like, uh, t- like set new records at the time. Like Star Wars has crushed everything since then. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, but this one was a big deal. Um, so Marvel's The Avengers had a theater duration from May 4th, 2012 to October 4th, 2012. Uh, <laughs> oh, Joe has a dog, so you'll hear that occasionally. The how, does Maggie, how does Maggie feel about the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, hush. She's doing us all a service by scaring off the mailman. The, we don't know if he's a Hydra she's, agent. She's at peak dog right now. She's barking at the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's a, enough. A little, a little on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a trope. I apologize. Yeah, she's the reason why stereotypes against dogs exist. Maggie's a hack. <laughs> Where was I? Theater duration was May 4th, 2012 to October 4th, 2012. It had a domestic total gross of $623 million. Whoa. Uh, yeah. That's a bunch of money. It is a lot. And worldwide, it made uh, $1.5 billion. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Lots of money. Um, Do you know where that ranks? I, I, you can finish oh, what you're doing. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely the top. I've got three beverages, coffee. Um, a hard Snapple because it has rum in it. When store bought Snapple? What do you I, mean? I mean the hard Snapple. Did no, you, I mean, did you like, craft it, it? Yeah, I mean I put coconut <laughs> rum in it. Okay. I don't know. I don't like. I don't feel comfortable calling that crafting. You're a mixologist. Yeah, you're a mixologist. <laughs> and then water. So I have coffee, <laughs> a hard ass peach tea, and then water. Uh, it's recording now again. Um, okay, don't don't put the alcohol stuff. Well, in there. we'll see. Um, <laughs> did it? Re- I'll just ask the question. Again. Oh yeah, ask the question. Did you again. see the movie opening weekend? No, um, I, I don't thought, think so. I thought we dragged maybe, you to it. Maybe it was second day. You had seen it once before. It was your second time seeing it. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, the reason I asked because that that helps me enjoy movies more seeing it opening weekend because really. Yeah, the vibe is more positive. The vibe is more festive. Everyone's excited sure. to be there. When Hulk smashed Loki, there I I told Jordan that I've never heard a like a harder response from yeah. an audience. The audience gets ready to like uh, like paint a guy green so that they can have a embodiment of the Hulk so that they can lift him up on their shoulders and carry him because of how much they love that. <laughs> uh, they took the time. They went out. They bought the paint. They came back. Somebody forgot uh, purple shorts, so somebody had to go back and get some purple shorts. Shorts. They they went through this whole big thing uh, just so that they could lift uh, somebody on their shoulders for the victory of of Hulk's moment over Loki. And then they went around Logan looting and rioting, yeah, over cars. Um, yeah, I, I call these moments cultural surround sound with the movies. So if you go and you get yeah. it all, I remember being in high school and seeing the movie Friday at a dollar theater in a bad part of town. And that was the perfect way to see the movie Friday because it was <laughs> it was culturally surround sounded and it was I, it was great. I I get that. Um, I do I, and I do love like that term that you just coined. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's great. Um, Does that ruin it like, for you, Mike? It's like the exact opposite of when I saw um, Straight Out of Compton and Logan like two weeks after it opened. Mm. 
Like that was, <laughs> there was no cultural surround sound. Like, unless like the surround sound was like a white noise guilt machine. Or yeah. however you put that, white guilt noise machine. <laughs> white like, guilt noise. <laughs> uh, but no, like, I know what you mean. I, I'm conflicted on whether I like that or not. I like that at um, Sundance. I really enjoy that. I know this is like me being like pretentious and whatever again. Uh, yeah, so what's like, an like, art vibe? What does that vibe feel like? Um, oh, we're watching important art. It honestly, it honestly feels mostly like n- nonverbal. Like yeah, that connection. Most vibes uh, are nonverbal. Yeah. <laughs> sure, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> but but let me finish. Where you're talking about like everybody cheering together, everybody laughing together. Like in in those movies, it feels like everybody's feeling the same emotion, but it's not expressed sure. in verbal. The most, it's everybody going. Hmm. At the same time. Yeah. Like, like better than that, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> did you, did you hear thinking, the difference? I remember seeing, did you see, uh, oh, was it impossible or the impossible? Uh, about that tsunami. Tsunami with Ewan McGregor and, uh, Thomas Holland, who's going to play Spider-Man that the impossibles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember I, I saw that at the Broadway in Salt Lake, which is my favorite place to go see movies. Uh, and, I went by myself before a stand-up show. I just, I'd go down early and see movies and then go do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I remember afterwards, like, it was a full theater. And it was such, like, a real experience. I remember getting up and be like, we're all just going to leave and not talk to each other now? I felt, like, bonded with everybody in the theater. Yeah. So I get that cultural surround sound. Um, but at movies like this, where it's it's so evocative for people and it's such a general audience, like, it's just, you know, the, the peasants. Uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the movie going experience. Uh, like I, I become too conscious of everyone else's reactions. It takes me out of the movie. It's like too cheap to bond. We bonded over that. Yeah, that's <laughs> the most. That's like definitely the most condescending way to say it. <laughs> and it's probably not wrong. <laughs> uh, but but a little bit more than that. Like like what was the movie trying to do? What did these people do? And then like what do I think? Like it's 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 like creating three different parties all the okay. time. Mm-hmm. Sure. And instead I, of instead of getting lost in the movie, I do that. I don't like seeing comedies in in full theaters because really? I because I'm I like doing comedy. I'm very conscious of what gets laughs. And like if I'm thinking about what the audience is responding to instead of what's happening on the screen, I won't enjoy it as much. Okay. And I also have like this weird sense of like injustice when there's a good joke that doesn't get a like a good response. Sure. Or and the opposite when a shitty joke gets like a great response. Like I feel like I need to balance it out. Like I'm the one who will just like like balance the scales of comedy justice in a theater. Um, so like um, I'm a little bit manic that way with like, uh, being in crowded theaters. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, to bring it back to, uh, but the moment of the Hulk where Hulk smashes Loki and it's one, because I think that's what like comedians and like artists are trying to get, right. They're trying to get us on the same, uh, lane and be one as an audience. So in that moment where Hulk is like thrashing Loki around and everybody's erupting and just like you like the first uh, couple times that I saw the Avengers, I didn't know what Hulk said after that happened uh, because puny everybody god, right? was yeah puny god and so because everybody was going nuts, everybody yeah. like we're uh, high fiving each other with our voices. I will say that moment in particular, like the timing and the execution and like the tension of the moment, like that that transcends any of like that like anxious overanalyzing that i would do like that that was great oh yeah um, that moment itself was just like perfectly done perfectly timed everything so like 
like that, that that's one place where that'll work every time. Right. And Joe, but you like, said that was like, whole, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Joe, you said that was like one of the biggest reactions in a film that you've ever experienced. Yeah. I mean, I've heard laughs before and hard laughs, but that was like a, a cheer of like an exalt exalted cheer. And I don't, I don't remember anything stronger than that. That was just, sure. the audience was, was one Josh Whedon had us. Right. He it's got like, us. It's like euphoria. That's like borderline on her hysteria yeah it's the kind of hysteria that like the crowd's so suggestible like the things that you know you yell next would be like they do like kill all mexicans we're like oh okay <laughs> like that's, yeah. like it's that kind of hysteria to like get people to be like do insane things right <laughs> like that's how that's the level it got like to. how hitler got so much power was he showed that clip of the avengers and everybody was like yeah whatever <laughs> you want you want to invade poland sure let's do it okay you, you brought up hitler this is this is one thing i didn't love uh-huh so the opera scene, right? So Loki makes everybody bow to him, right? Yeah. In Germany, he's an opera scene, which I love up to that this point. Okay. And then the guy stands up and he says, uh, "Like I won't, we'll, we'll never bow to people like men, men like you." He's uh-huh. like, "You've never seen a man like me." And he said, "There's always men like you." And that, I thought that was it was beautiful. Yeah. And then he's about to kill him. I kind of wish they would have just let him kill him. Okay, yeah, to give more, like, uh, make him more of the villain. Yeah, like, because you never, you never actually see people die besides Agent Coulson in this movie, though, right. like, thousands do. Right. Uh, it's PG, by the way. The movie's PG. How oh, that, I didn't how realize that. that possible? Yeah, I, when I looked up the review, I was so surprised. Anyway, let me get to my point sure. before I forget it. Uh, so, and then, then Captain America jumps in, blocks him with the shield, like, perfect timing, which is okay. That's fine. Yeah. But then he does, like, the... Uh, last time I was in Germany, there was a guy who thought he was above everybody else. Right, Hitler. Like, no, we already got like <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to be spoon fed that. That's that drove true. me crazy. It was a nice uh, encapsulation let, let, of America because a uh, guy comes in, tries to kill a Jew. America stops it, <laughs> and then and then like immediately afterward, rock and roll happens, <laughs> and then we all get really cocky. <laughs> That's like what happened in America in the second part of the 20th century. It was like, but it only happened in 30, it took 30 seconds in the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, uh, but yeah, that I whole... hated it so much. <laughs> sure. It felt like calling him Hitler felt very Fox News. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Captain America is a regular, like, uh, they usually get his opinions on Fox News in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Split screened with Bill O'Reilly. Night, he... Every night he eats a steak and a baked potato and watches Fox News. (laughs) I heard, uh, I looked up some trivia on this movie and I heard that the line they cut, Captain America looked back at the old guy and said, you're welcome, Jew. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe don't forget it this time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Mike, we talked a little bit about. He didn't uh, say you're welcome, did he? (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I yeah. think it was just the regular or, uh, <laughs> but it didn't hit you hard. It was a hard day. But we talked about how like, um, uh, Whedon has this ability to make, uh, the villains point. Like it, he can usually get us to like, be like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. He did it with Ultron. He did it with Loki and suggesting that like our rightful place is to be ruled and subjugated. Uh, right. and that I, and uh, it it makes the villain that much more compelling. Well, the whole boot ant thing really worked for me. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, what do you do with freedom besides dumb shit? No, kidding. you guys do dumb shit with freedom, so you don't 
you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Like free, freedom, like the freedoms. Yeah. The whole idea of freedom being in like the illusion of happiness from freedom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I kind of agree with. I know. Uh, and that's what makes Loki such a great character. Yeah. Uh, Loki's great. Cause you said Marvel, like you, like you have the same way you say Marvel has a villain problem, but Loki's great. And he's like the villain in three of the movies. That's true. Yeah. Um, when they do have like a successful villain, they know how to perpetuate and, and use that to their advantage. They just need more Lokis. Yeah. Well, and like it's Loki. I think Loki is a rare villain though. I, that's a, that's a tough character to write where it fits in the world that well. And that he's, he's that like charismatic and hateable, mm-hmm. like both of those things. Uh, We've all had a friend who's had a crappy brother too. I know I have. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's who he is. He's Thor's crappy brother. Probably the crappy brother. I don't know your brother. I can't speak on that. Oh, oh, uh, Mike's uh, the, Mike's the crappy brother. Sure, I'm for sure. Scott yeah. is a, Scott is a saint. I remember, like, I remember when Spence came over to my house once and he met my mom and then our like, friend Spence. Yeah, he's a comedian. Uh, and he met like he then he met my brothers and he's like, oh, it makes more sense now that you're the disappointment. <laughs> Your brother's a living Captain America. Like, if Captain he America... Really, oh, he really if, is. If Captain like, America hadn't show. protected uh, the old Jewish man, Scott would have been there to jump oh, in front. he would have been there in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott's a good yeah. guy. Hey, Scott. Scott's a good guy. Tom's okay. Scott's a really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, what Whedon was able to do with this script um, for Loki and for Ultron as well, it makes for good villains. So in my like, whenever they come up with a new villain, they should like have Joss Whedon uh, punch the script for whatever the villain story arc is, because he, yeah. he he does villains impressively. I really like uh, Whedon's uh, um, approach to the bad guy. Yeah, I did too. Um, and it, and and I I've also I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast. I really like James Spader's character on Age of Ultron. Yeah, um, I don't like the story that much. But okay. his like that character in that performance, it's hard. It's weird to justify again, like a theatrical version of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, sure, enjoy watching it. No kidding, yeah. James like, it, was, it, was, it was fun. Uh, but- uh, and the, uh, one other thing I was gonna say, like the good villain in this movie that I realized not, I didn't appreciate it the first time. Black Widow's character and story is really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has a really good like she she to me was like the the. The, like the star of this movie that I didn't notice before. No kidding. Uh, and I would like to see a Black Widow movie. I don't. Is there any plan for that? You know? Unfortunately, no. Um, and like people are like, uh, especially with like this, um, the awareness of like the lack of representation of film uh, of uh, of women. Um, yeah. Whether it's like uh, on the shelves and in merchandise um, or representation in films, uh, that is the biggest example. Yeah, they go took to. her out of that toy. What's they had the they had the Avengers toy, the Quinjet, hmm. in the movie where uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow are doing things to New York, and they sell the toy, and Black Widow's not in it. Yeah, that's crazy. Whoa! It's Captain America and Hawkeye, and Captain America's got a motorcycle. I mean, rad. Yeah. But Black Widow was in the movie in that Quinjet. She and, was and pivotal in the movie. Yeah, she was like she was an important part of the movie and compelling. I would really like to see her story. She's the face of the uh, underappreciation and underrepresentation for women in in Marvel because yeah, like, people... there's no reason for that. No, the, like, yeah. like the the audience doesn't want that. 
Like if if they think the audience does, I think that I think that's a misperception. Mm-hmm. I think I think this last year in movies has proven that the audience wants strong female. Characters. No kidding, we're so tired tired of just dudes being uh, the dude. You know also, what I'm afraid quick, of? Quick secret about the audience: they're half women. <laughs> well, I'm afraid of what might happen, and the analogy uh, I'm going to use is uh, maybe not analogy, but a corollary. That's a word. The corollary yeah. is country music where this guy got a lot of flack. He was a programmer and he was just saying the numbers on a country music station. And he's like, we can't play two female artists in a row. We'll lose, we'll lose listeners. Right. It doesn't matter if they're popular. It doesn't matter if it's a slow song and then a fast song or two fast songs. It's just pure analytics, pure analytics. If we play two female artists in a row, we lose listeners. Half of country music is, is female. So what's right. going on there? The, the, the thing that's going on is like the women don't want to get listened to. So what I'm worried is they'll. Wait, 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 what was that last sentence? The women don't want to get listened to. They don't want to get listened to. Or they don't get. Did I we say? don't want to listen to women. Yeah, we don't want to yeah, listen okay, to women. That's, that's a better. Word. Women would love to be listened. <laughs> oh yeah, I hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, and it didn't sound like that's what you were trying to say. Yeah, yeah. we that the public doesn't want to listen to women, and he used a sure. he used a bad he said. Um, Women aren't the call lettuce in a salad. Call them bitches. <laughs> he said they're not the lettuce in a salad. They're the tomatoes. Um, and ooh, ooh. women were all like, not numbers lie. We, we like objects. women. Like, literally objectify them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not bad. They're, that's not That's not good. So women got really mad. And he's like, I'm sorry. You shot the messenger. I, I mean, I just told you what the numbers are. I didn't make the numbers. So I'm right. worried that they'll do something for women and then it won't sell. And then they'll be like, yep, well, see, told you. Yeah, gotta put dudes. That's why Captain Marvel is so, it's very important uh, that that does well. And uh, the television shows, um, if they're like trying to have a testing ground uh, and they're doing that with the TV series, uh, Netflix, Jessica Jones was amazing. Agent Carter is doing really well. So if they're trying to do like this as like a just see how it goes um, phase, it's, it's going very well. Um, and from, from what I have heard, though, Netflix doesn't release their numbers, even to the people who make the show. Oh, like nice. Netflix, Netflix keeps everything under lock and key. They just tell them whether they're going to renew what they're going to do or not. That's like kind of stuff. badass. Which, which creatively I love. Yeah. But, but it, would be, like, it would be hard to get a, like, a finger on the pulse of what we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. You're right. That, it does kind of uh, – it's, it's no, no uh, good when we don't I could be wrong about that with Netflix, but I remember hearing that. We have a they, simple metric, which is does it get renewed or not? Yeah, which which is so much better for like the people making the show. Yeah, because like that's like it's either keep doing it or don't. Like it's it's not like we need to adjust it this way or that way, and then it becomes diluted. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't get yeah. focus grouped to mediocrity. Yeah, because like 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 how many like would you ever like hang up hang up like a painting that got focus grouped? Right. <laughs> you know, like it, like like well, that's not art. Yeah, some of my favorite artists I have deep problems with, and I think that's. That mix That's makes part of the them, experience. like Kanye West. I really like Kanye West. He's a bit racist and probably a little insane, but he's really talented. And that mix of whatever he has going on makes like two out of every three of his albums really good. And sure, I, like sure. I feel very similar about Eminem, where he has a lot of homophobic stuff and a lot of like misogynistic stuff. But that's part of what makes it compelling is you're watching like a real human being express like their their imperfections, whatever it is you want, however you want to phrase it and seeing it like expressed in a real honest way. Like, I don't want to see a, I don't want to see a perfect dude. I want to see people with problems. I want to see that like their shitty side too. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's that's compelling in art. Yeah. Um. So hopefully to get you're supposed back. to say that you feel that way about Big and Rich. I do feel that way about Big and Rich. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to like uh, put on like having sex with horses, but like if that's what they're trying to like uh, play with. <laughs> can we when we run out of Marvel stuff? Can we do Big and Rich next? Oh yeah, absolutely. Just song by song. <laughs> um. Uh, to bring it back to Black Widow, though, and her representation, the closest thing that we'll get to, um, well, and we've uh, we have Captain Marvel in the works. Can and, you explain Captain Marvel? Yeah. So her character. Yeah, because I don't know who. Okay, who, who Captain Marvel? I, I don't is. either. I think I've asked you before. So you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy, they're the Kree. Uh, that's the that's Ronan's whole uh, zealous uh, who he's he he is a Kree, and that's his species. So the, the, the blue people, the blue people. Yeah. And so, um, is that, there's, is that offensive? Uh, probably. Cool. Yeah. Um, gotta ask a blue person. Yeah. <laughs> We're white people. How old do we know? That'd be a funny sketch, like talk show, mm-hmm. but ask a blue person. And it's just like racially sensitive stuff, but from the Cree perspective, <laughs> uh, but who captain Marvel is, is there was a Cree, um, explosion. And uh, she is a, an Air Force pilot. And so while, like, she was going, uh, expect, um, sorry, inspecting this uh, Kree craft, it explodes and she gets superpowers, um, Kree superpowers, basically. Hmm. And so she is a cosmic warrior. So that'll be a space. Um, and she ends up on Earth? Uh, she's from Earth, so. Oh, like, but is she in, like, in the same reality as, like, Gardens of the Galaxy, or does she end up with, like, the Avengers? Uh, she ends up with the Avengers. So it's like if the Kree were to come and, and um, experiment, because oh, there's so much to explain. Uh, so, yeah, the Kree, the Kree do... Explain the minimum amount. Okay. The Kree have had, <laughs> the Kree have had um, contact with people, and that's what we see in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is explained in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, so if they were to come back ever, that would lead to a Captain Marvel story. Because she would still be on Earth trying to, like, even, like, defend and, I mean, how we would react as Earthlings. We would fight back, and she would be a casualty, but she would get superpowers instead of dying in the explosion. Okay. Yeah. How'd I do? Who was playing her? She hasn't you been know? cast yet. When, that, that's part of, like, the, the architecture for the MCU? Yeah, that's part of Phase 3. Okay. <laughs> um... And uh, before that, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp. And so uh, 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 Hope Van Dyne in Ant-Man will get a bigger role. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has plenty of female representation. And so it, it, it feels like it's getting momentum. Plenty. Like near 10%. That's plenty. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, and it could be insulting to say, we gave you 10%. Yeah, we gave you 10%. But... Uh, um. Yeah, like it would be it would be cool to have like a seventy seven percent twenty three percent split just to like match the pay gap. Uh huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That'd be way cool. That'd be so dope. So dope. Uh, where do you guys think this is on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, so oh, like, super high. Mm-hmm. It was like ninety two, wasn't it? I remember it being like really high for a little bit, and then is it like a couple weeks in it dropped a few? Yeah, it, it, I remember it was at like ninety nine or ninety eight for a long time. Yeah, but it did drop to ninety two. Yeah, you're right. 
That's a really high movie. It is. And so, like, out of all of them, this is the second highest movie. Iron Man's at 94%, and then it is uh, The Avengers, and then it's Guardians of the Galaxy at 91 I bet I bet if like chronologically if Iron Man came out later than the Avengers that would be switched. Like I bet I think expectation and like the like having had Iron Man in these other movies and Thor and these other movies that did well created more expectation for Avengers. And if if Iron Man came out later then like the ratings would be flat. Sure. Things are graded on a on a curve, so it was in the middle of a comic book movie curve and we're seeing it now in context. So we're seeing all of the movies and, and, and sorting it, but I still think yeah. it's properly rated for, um, con- like it was, it's properly contextually rated. Sure. And I can say, I think like 92 is fair and I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Like I get, I get that. It's like, it's, it's my problem, not theirs. Sure. I, I rewatched it today before recording and I found some critical flaws. Um, give me, give, lay them on me. Okay, so the movie, the, movie start, <laughs> the movie started off with vague exposition. In space, dude, we don't know, going, shit, there's yeah. a thing we want, stuff's coming. You're like, okay, I don't feel when, better informed. That's when I check out All right. immediately. Okay, the, um, there's an orc army in space, <laughs> and like, I don't know. Lord of the Rings is fine and all, but I feel like the orcs are one of the weakest parts of that movie because we just know that they're fodder. Right. So they're, 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 they're pawns. Sure. They're less, they're less than pawns. Yeah, sure. Um, what government agency has money for Acuras as a fleet of cars? <laughs> so I like, okay. Um, like the, like the park city, whatever fleet probably does. sure sure i um, think they actually do have accurate for like the park city city cars really yeah fancy so okay that, so if this movie was set in park city i'd buy <laughs> um which i would love so much loki's more. a god with a glowing spear and to dispatch shield's best most influential employee he tells a mortal that's under a spell to shoot him with a nine millimeter. Like, okay, why didn't you just use your cool spear, Loki? <laughs> this whole movie would be a lot easier for you if you killed Nick yeah. Fury. Yeah, you're you're right on that one, but that one I don't have that much patience. Uh, I think that, one, that one's nitpicky, and that's more poetic to have the the one who the pawn who's close to the person that's killing to just yeah. show his power. And I think I think you're establishing like how much control he has because it just happened. Right. It was more like a nod. You know how they do in movies, like nod, and they know, like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to kill this person. That's what that yeah, nod sure. means. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bruce Banner's eyeglasses are just to make points. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes them off to, like, explain shit to people. It'd be funny if he never wore them. Yeah. <laughs> He's just biting them. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. can make Wonder Woman's aircraft carrier, but they can't make him a new eye. Like, what? <laughs> They, come on, use your use your stuff. You made a clear aircraft carrier. <laughs> Give him a bionic something. Well, and they like did a copy of that dude's eye to get into the opera thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They, they 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 just like manufactured it like immediately over Wi-Fi. <laughs> they could three D print the shit out of an eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are the those are the critical things I saw. But then I'm like, wait a minute, this movie. This that's not what this movie is about. This movie is no. about other things. Of so this this kind just, of sorry this kind of uh, brings up a question that I'm curious. Like Joe, what is your experience with Marvel movies uh, up to the Avengers? 
So like, like if you were a fan when they came out, if they were just kind of popcorn flicks, they would go to. Yeah, I absolutely grew up with comic books. Whenever I see any photos of myself real young, usually Spider-Man's around. I remember seeing Spider-Man. I think I've seen all of the movies save for Thor The Dark World. Everything else I've seen, and I think I've seen in the theaters. So I'm a fan. I'm also a, a pretty easy critic of movies in general. So I usually find a reason to like most movies. Um, mm. I heckle most movies I- internally or externally, and I think that's just a product of being raised on Mystery Science Theater. So there's always a, a and you're and you're a comedian. Yeah, yeah. So I do like this movie. I liked it a lot, um, but I like most movies, mm-hmm. and I I I think this was a, a good movie. Um, is this your first time watching it since seating in theaters? Yeah. Yeah, so some of it was uh, I could I could relax a little bit because I knew most of the plot. Um, I knew where where the MacGuffin was, and I knew the team was going to get assembled. So you're a very you're a very active movie watcher, then. Yeah, yeah. Because well, um, this this movie feels like it would work for people who are very passive movie watchers as well. Oh, oh. Well, there's a lot going on, a lot of things to say. I mean, Jordan and I were having a, a pretty active conversation about things during it. it I still think it's smartly written. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's well, I mean, biased though, because I know... is a, he's a smart writer. Yeah. Yeah. But how much of that is me knowing he wrote it? Sure. But like, like, but take, go backwards on that. It still holds up. Yeah, I do. Um, what I like he did in the beginning was, uh, showing the team being assembled. It, it feels like, uh, movies from the past, like people are all separate. I think there was a Navy SEALs movie where the whole team had to get together and they just show, shots of people doing things like i i think that dude just well, jumped like armageddon off. yeah 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 like they're they're at these disparate I spots and they got to get the team back together that's fun and the movie navy seals i think a dude jumped off of a jeep on a bridge into the water to like go oh, meet yeah. his team <laughs> but, w- wait a minute what's more efficient than in a vehicle on on a street like i don't know but it was super baller yeah, and they all yeah. had little they all had little watches that told him that it was time to time to suit up. So I did like that. We mm-hmm. got the we got the team back together. Yeah, I, I love team assembling. Yep. like sequences. Gone in sixty seconds was fun with that uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Trying to think, that feels very nineties. Yeah, but maybe that's just because those are the movies I grew up with. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joss Whedon does such a good job of uh, exploring the dynamics of these different characters, so that like assembling is hard for them to do because of, uh, and Joe and I were talking that uh, it was pretty much throughout the film of like the differences between Captain America and Iron Man. And we finally get to see the two of them together who, and like they couldn't be more different. The, they are the antithesis of each other. I like that Captain America. And I remember feeling more, more like a caricature in Ultron, but I like it in this, that he feels very three dimensional captain. Yeah. Yeah. He felt, he felt like, he felt like he he didn't he didn't bite too often on the stuff that he was being goaded on, uh, like he didn't like he didn't have like these like any grandstanding, but I feel like in my memory of Age of Ultron, and I'm, I'm no, probably he has, 100% he has zero grandstanding. It's because Joe, you were saying like he does things like it's with zero hubris. It's only because he knows it's the right thing to do. Yeah, uh, something that turns me off of listening to people or things is too much ironic distance, and. Captain America has no ironic distance from things. He does things because they're right. When when a god kidnapped another god and then a man in a 
in a one of one suit that only he knows how to make, like goes and chases after him in the first act. He's like, well, got to go help. And like, what what the hell do you think you're doing? And he and he would just say like, you know, this is Captain America. I'm speaking for Captain America. He'd be like, well, I got to help. I'm a soldier. I need to help. And I don't I don't know what the odds are. What but. was his line? It was a good line. Uh, I'm not sure. Which it was before the like. There's only one God, and he doesn't dress like. Pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Yeah, that was that was like, pretty much did, the line. That's just a pretty good line. I don't like that they like. I don't like that they made him Christian. I'd rather have that be ambiguous. Uh, it. Uh, yeah. it, it also paints like like because that's when he became a little bit of a caricature to me. Sure. Uh, when he's like, I am the 1940s instead of I am a person from the 1940s. Sure. Mm. Sure. Um, but then like he's he's helping the police out. He's issuing orders. He's breaking up skirmishes. He's he's just like honestly leading. And I really appreciate that from from the character. And, and it wasn't contrived leadership either. Not like, like it, felt, it, it felt like very earned natural leadership like leadership as it exists like ideally in the real world right and i think tony stark has like uh earned leadership but he's using it to only inflate himself further and so that's the big difference is like the reasons why they're saving the world tony's doing it to make himself look good and to keep his uh image and captain america's doing it because he knows it's the right thing to do at his core i don't know if it's that dichotomous like i think i I don't don't yeah I don't think that like I think you're right. I think they both represent those things. I do think that like like um, Tony has within his character, not the way the character is written, but like with like an honest way. I think he may have some ironic distance. Oh with yeah. The way he approaches things, like I think he's very genuine and wants to do like he he also like wants to do good. Like has this like you know they're both going up the same mountain, but in very different ways. Yeah. In Captain America. Yeah. Uh, but like him like provoking. Uh, Bruce and uh, <laughs> like doing the like, like all that like it's his way of like, just gauging everything. I think all of his like being provocative is yeah, uh, just part of his process. I don't think it's like sure. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think it's an ego thing. Okay, it's not um what's driving him is his ego. It's just how he executes it is right. Okay, sure. Because I think I, I think that. yeah, I'll take. That. I think I think his ego is like a like a, a social shield. Okay. More than it is like in, intrinsically who he is, okay. which, which which is what I want to believe from the first movie. Yeah, and I I buy that too. Like can... him him himself sacrificing like essentially taking the nuke through the the portal like that's that's when like you strip all of that like um, posturing away, and you you like you get like Tony Stark he's like good to his core. Sure, he's sacrificing the one for the the millions. It informs yeah. his behavior when you when you look back on his snarkiness and his his quips after seeing that you you can say that he is vulnerable because he he wanted to call someone before he died and he he did care about other people so you can read his his snarky comments and his egotistical stuff as as the social shield like Jordan said sure Mike I guess said. I guess there's supposed to be like some Makes sort. Of, maybe maybe there's some sort of obvious metaphor with, like, wearing a suit of armor physically and then like personality-wise as well. And and that then goes, that's a little too on the nose. Yeah, and, and then probably, Captain America comes and just reiterates that point. Like, like well, and Captain America would be like the the good antithesis to that, where he's 
I mean, he has a shield, but like he's he's just in he just he's he's very vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. He's just he's just a dude. Why do you like, think um they wrote in like him not being able to reach pot pots? Pepper pot? Oh yeah, pepper pots. Yeah, why why that decision do you think? I think I think it creates dramatic tension. I don't think for any other reason. Sure. Uh, because I would like that option over them having a I love you, I love you conversation. And like, no, you hang up. I'm going into space. No, you hang up. I think, uh, you, feel, I think you feel the weight of his sacrifice when yeah. he doesn't answer. Yeah, it's an opportunity that's, it's, uh, that's missed and not because of either of their actions. It's just. Although I will say I would have laughed pretty hard at a no, you hang up. <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> that, that would be so funny. Uh-huh. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the G plot? Ooh, let's yeah. that G plot. Mm. There's not much of one, right? No. I guess it's it's Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow would be the primary one. Uh, or but it's ambiguous. It is ambiguous. Pots, but I just I'm so tired of Pepper Potts. I am that's a Z plot. If that's a plot. That's a Z plot. There's <laughs> Pepper Potts. Yeah, that, that she was in that she, movie for two whole minutes. Plot, which is like as much as she's ever been featured. She's uh-huh. she's the worst written character in like the movies so far. Yeah. She's awful. <laughs> and she's not a great actress, at least in these either. So like, it's just, I wish, I wish, I wish that like, they could just do that completely over. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a, a lack of acting, uh, chops on her part. I think it is just not, she's not given much. No, no, she's acted well in other movies. Of course. Yeah. It's, um, and it's because she isn't the, well, yeah, she, she is written for the sake to give Tony Stark more humanity. I wouldn't put it on Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's, She's considered an A-list actor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Gwyneth, if you're listening, we're big fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, I, yeah, there isn't much of a G-plot, and I appreciate it because it's not needed for the, as much as, because movies like Thor uh, and I guess the Iron Man movies are the bigger ones where it it's very much part of the journey of the heroes and the characters. Where in Avengers, yeah. it's it's uh, even like it's just the added uh, flavor. I know G plot's a joke, uh, but like in this movie, it would actually be the G plot. Like that's where it would fall from. Oh, ABC yeah. G. Like there's so many plots. Like you can't really have a fleshed out story for this, and you don't need it. Like no. Uh, like not every human story has someone falling in love. Mm-hmm. And like I and I don't think uh, Clint and um, Natasha are in love, uh, uh, and like we well, find know, that out. You know Clint and Natasha? Yeah, yeah. I went to high school with Clint and Natasha. I went to the high school with uh, Clint and uh, <laughs> not these ones. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, but of course, they don't have any. Uh, I mean, we didn't know this when it first came out. But Clint's a married man, and they just have a respect for each other and. Like she's basically the godmother to their kids. Oh man, she looks like a homewrecker. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. You Thanks guys, for me up. <laughs> you guys talked in Iron Man too about how there were too many plots and nothing was picked up. I feel like this was the opposite style oh. of the movie. This movie was real focused on the on what was going on, and so you had the team assemble, and then there was the thing stolen. They had to get back the thing. That was pretty simple, and I enjoyed that. You could you could go. I still there think it. I still think there are too many plots, but it does it like as good as anybody ever. Could. It's it's cohesive. Um, yeah, which is which. When I read the AV Club review, like that was like the the like it, it was a pretty glowing review. Oh, fuck. you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Am I still recording? Yes. 
Okay. Um, yeah, uh, like when I read the AV Club review, I think it gave an A minus. Uh, the glowing part was like how cohesive it worked and how it worked as a whole story. And like, like if you if someone gave you the instructions of what you were supposed to do for this movie, like have this many characters, this many stories, this stakes, and do this and do it all in like two and a half hours, uh-huh. uh, like that would seem impossible. Mm-hmm. There's so many but, movies that do it wrong. I watch any Pirates of the Caribbean. I couldn't tell you oh. what any of those movies are really about. I've only seen the first one. I always fall asleep during those the movies. The first one feels like the exception, but once especially they get to like the fourth one, and um, I, I just have no idea where they were going. Like I, I, I feel so lost and almost scared because I don't know how I got here. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I feel like I really understood the plot and the motivations and each character's point of view. I wrote that down too, that every character's point of view Very was, clear. was clear to me. What and their it motivation felt, they, was. they all felt honest too, mm-hmm. I think. Like none, none of the characters felt contrived in what they were doing. Oh, yeah. It's almost, it's almost so, they made it look so easy, you almost don't want to give Josh Whedon credit because like, well, of course... They, he knew what's going on. All these characters have been around for decades. But right, it's when you, you see good art and you couldn't imagine it any other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, but so reverse engineering, it seems easy. <laughs> you watch Iron Man 1, you're like, how could they screw up Iron Man 1? And they screwed it up with Iron Man 2. Right. And like, oh, that's how you screw it up. <laughs> it can be done. We don't have to talk about Iron Man 2 anymore. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break, okay? We'll Probably. talk to you guys in two seconds. Hey everybody, it's me, Jordan, from the show that you're listening to. (laughs) Real quick, if you want to support Mouthful of Marbles, here's how you do it. You go to our website, mouthfulofmarbles.com, and click on the support link in the upper right-hand corner of our homepage. There, you'll see a link to sign up for Amazon Prime and another link to sign up for Audible. If you don't already have an Amazon Prime account and you want to sign up today to take advantage of two-day free shipping or streaming videos and music, you can sign up through mouthfulofmarvels.com and it helps us out. Help a brother out. Or, if you want to sign up for Audible, you can, uh, which allows you to listen to your favorite books whilst on the go, then you can do that through our website. They'll give you one month for free. And if you're anything like me, that's great news, because you poor. You poor. Um, and here's another way. If you are listening to this episode and you're realizing, oh, man, I don't have the Avengers in my Blu-ray library. Oh, I got to fix that. If you're thinking that, then you can go to our website, find the Avengers episode, and right next to that episode, you will see two options to either rent uh, the Avengers or purchase the Avengers both through Amazon. And if you do that through our website, it supports the show. And there's one last way, if you don't want any of these things, if you don't want the Audible account or the Amazon Prime account or or, or these movies because you already have them, then you can just support the show by clicking on the donate button directly and then just offer whatever, whatever you want. Anything from $1 to $1 million. Wow, if you donated $1 million, do you know how many podcasts that could make? At least $1 million. So thanks everyone for listening, and we look forward to continue shouting into your ears. Yeah, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, we are here talking about Marvel's The Avengers. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. 
Um, can we play a game? You want to play a game, big guy? I want to play a game. Okay, what game do you want to play? Um, yeah, okay, I'll give you a couple of choices. Okay. Um, either comics and comics, books, movies. Okay, the other one. I want to play the other one. Okay, Hungry Hungry Hippos it is. All right. Oh, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Joe, could you work mine for me? I was just going to be the hippo. <laughs> hit we the can base of it. your spine to make your mouth open. Somebody if you hit the base ass. of my spine, my mouth will likely open. <laughs> That's a solid plan and so what's, far. What's like the food equivalent of like a white marble? A jawbreaker? A marshmallow. Or a marshmallow, <laughs> the one that would hurt our teeth less. <laughs> yeah. Did you say marshmallow weird on purpose? Or is yeah, that I said it weird on purpose. Okay, you're fun. <laughs> that is fun. Uh, hey, you know what? Maybe logistically, let's just do comics. Yeah, you're right. That would be logistically better. So this is comics and comics, books, movies. Get the name of the comedian. Can you guess which comic book film they're in? Now it's time to play comics and Alright, in this game, I give Mike and Joe a comedian, and they try and come up with the comic book-themed film that they appeared in. Okay. We're not going to yell out answers. Don't yell out the answers, just say if you know it or not, and uh, yeah. Sounds good. Okay, Uh, so, let's start with Bill Maher. Bill Maher? Bill Maher? (laughs) Did you not, was that a bit, do you not know that's how his name's said? I, I, it was like 50-50, but I couldn't remember, <laughs> and so I went with one. That's so fun. Bill Maher. Yeah, I w- no one would have ever pegged you as a Bill Maher guy. No. <laughs> I'm an Adventure Time guy. Um, um, I'm trying to think of a Bill Maher the science guy joke. Bill Maher the science guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Bill Maher, um, does he play himself? He does play himself. I, I have a guess. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't have a guess yet. You don't have a um, guess yet? Is it in this current MCU? It is. And we, it's, we, it's not a movie we've gotten to yet. No. Oh, it's a movie we, you haven't gotten to yeah, yet? Yeah, so that'll help you out, Joe. Yeah. Um, it's got to be – I have a guess, but I'm, no. I have a guess, too. Okay. I have a guess. Kay. I have a guess. Uh, so I'm going to start with Joe. I'm going to say Iron Man 3. Okay, Mike? Oh, I forgot there was a third Iron Man. <laughs> 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 I honestly, I had the thought, is like, it seems like it would be an Iron Man movie, but we've already seen both of them. Right, yeah. No, there's a third one. How exciting. Oh, I'm going to guess Iron Man 3. Well, for, that's what I would have guessed, just for the sake of competition, I'll sure. guess Ultron. You said what? Ultron. Okay, uh, Age of Ultron. Joe is right! Yeah, Joe. Uh, it would have to be one with like pop culture in it. Yep, that's what's up. And it's the same. Like we talked about, Joan Rivers showing up in Iron Man Three is the same sequence. Like it's it's, it's, it's news going broadcasters. Shows, yeah. Yep. Flipping through the it's channels. Like, it's like when they show Anderson Cooper do a fake news story to legitimize the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or Wolf Blitzer. I always wonder like how those guys feel about it doing fake news for a movie. I bet they're so stoked. Yeah, that'd be fun. I uh, like they do late night jokes. Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. Do you guys like Bill Maher? No. No. No, I respect him because of his work ethic, but I don't like his humor, and I didn't like his movie Religious. Re, Religious? Yeah. Because it's just too easy to poke logical holes in religion. It's just too yeah. easy. Like, it's it's faith. Like, 
that's the point of faith yeah. is evi- is like believing despite there being a lack of evidence. Yeah, he was he was operating under like a system of of like empirical evidence like religion doesn't operate on. Like he's 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 pl- not playing by the same rules. Yeah. And it's and like yeah, it, and it was so dismissive and reductive to this thing that like is really valuable to a lot of society. I I I found myself even though I agree with a lot of the points he makes being very angry in that movie. <laughs> Because you don't like how it's uh, well, and it's it, yeah, and it's dichotomous and mean spirited uh-huh. and like condescending. Um, I remember uh, I, there's a clip of Walter Kern, who's the, a writer I really like, and he's ex Mormon. And during the Romney campaign, he had him on real time, so Walter oh, okay. Kern was on there, and he asked him like all these like leading questions about how stupid Mormons are, and then like Walter Kern kind of like set him straight. He's like, no, it's not. That's not what it is. Like he like he was like even though he's ex Mormon, he's like very defensive. Sure. of Mormons and like very defensive of Romney, even though he's like a liberal ex Mormon. Uh-huh. And it was so refreshing to see somebody just be like thoughtful and like, not in a condescending way, but thoughtfully like contradict his sure. like just snark and condescension. I don't like him. Yeah. Um, is it um, fair that I get him and Dennis Miller mixed up? Yeah. Cause I guess they're both like from your perspective, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think uh, Dennis, I think Dennis Miller is really funny. It's yeah, funny so though, Cause like Dennis Miller is, conservative like he he went very conservative he did a 180 i feel like he was well Well, it seemed like he was liberal on snl but maybe that's that's just how it was written right um Um, okay mike what do you want to say about bill maher i said too much already (laughs) so uh i didn't tell you guys i'm keeping score (laughs) oh if i would have known that i would have stuck with iron man (laughs) three you said for the sake of competition (laughs) for this i guess god damn it you wanted that point just as badly as I wanted it. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's how competition works. Yeah, that's sure, how competition yeah, yeah. works. Somebody's got to win, guys. Fun. That's why I don't like competition. Okay. okay. Uh, we're uh, so Joe one, Mike zero. Uh, I'm sorry. What's the score again? It's Joe one, Mike zero. Okay. Um, and I'm also in. I got that right too. <laughs> oh no! It's hard, to, hard to beat Jordan. For the sake of competition, please keep playing, Jordan. Okay. Uh, the next one is John Leguizamo. I know this one from uh, Pest. <laughs> That's the first movie that came to my mind that he's in. Um, what is? Oh, he said the sloth. Um, he's in a billion. Movies. I know he is, and like I'm. But they're all know. character parts, so it's hard yeah. to remember. Yeah. Uh, he was recently in Sisters. That's the most recent one I can think of. Oh, he of. was so good in it, too. He's really great in Sisters. Oh, he was great. That was a good movie that I don't think yep. anybody saw. Uh, was it up against Star Wars? Is that why? Yeah, and I saw Ooh. it the same night that Star Wars came Ooh, out. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at you. <laughs> I, still, I still haven't seen Star Wars. Look at you, you rebel. Calvin's very upset that I haven't seen Star You're Wars. You're in yet. the Rebel Alliance, you rebel. I don't get it. It's a Star that... Wars. It's a Star Wars reference. It's fine. <laughs> okay, John Leguizamo. So you already know this. Yeah, I could be wrong. But I'm, I'm going to guess. Okay, uh, I am going to let, yeah, Joe go first. No, you know, actually, Mike, Mike, can go Mike first. yeah, Mike's going to go first because he is, uh, you're in the lead. So Mike, who do you, what, what is, what's your you answer? Have a, you have a guess, Joe? Yeah. You're ready, you're ready to go. Yeah. Ant-Man? Sorry? Ant-Man? Ant-Man? Ant-Man. <laughs> okay, Joe, what's your guess? Uh, I was going to guess Ant-Man, and I'm still going to guess Ant-Man, because that means I'll s- still have my lead. Either way. <laughs> this is like, you just, you just guessed a dollar on the prices, right? <laughs> uh, you're I, both, sorry. 
I I was definitely guessing Ant Man because his first movie <laughs> named was Pest. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> Pest, Ant Man. Um, okay, the, uh, you're both wrong. He wasn't. What? He wasn't an Ant Man. To be fair, I am very racist and get him and Michael Pena confused. <laughs> oh man, Michael Pena's fat John Leguizamo. <laughs> and, and I love them both, but I do get them a little bit mixed up. That's funny. Because um, they play very similar characters. Michael Pena could have yeah. played that character in Sisters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in Spawn. Spawn? Spawn. What? Yeah, Spawn. That's a, that's a Marvel movie. No, that's the, I didn't say that this was a Marvel. I didn't say that this was Marvel. No, he didn't. Marvel. He didn't. Oh. I said the last one was Marvel. Spawn's image. That's. I was gonna ask, but I was so confident. In my. Oh, I'm so sorry. You should have asked. Hey, racism, racism never wins. <laughs> I guess that's what we're learning. Um. Okay. So you. Last go, one. So yep. So it's well, best I can tie. <laughs> do you have a tiebreaker in case? Yeah, we can do a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. This let's this time let's answer at the same time. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll go first because you get the opportunity to be different. Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh, right, because it would be not benefit me to, yeah. to get the same answer. Um, so the score is Joe 1, Mike 0, Jordan 2. So I'm in the lead. <laughs> and Joe's at second, Mike's uh, last, dead last. Yeah. He couldn't be more last. Uh, so the last one is Peter Serafinowicz. Serafinowicz. That's it. Oh, I don't know him. Sarah, Sarah Nafowich? Yeah, I know who he Sarah is. Is, he, is this in the current MCU? It is in the current MCU. Can you name I another movie that he's been in? Uh, oh, I know this Shaun one. Shaun of the Dead. I know this he was one. the roommate. I know this one, 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 I know this one. What else? He's been in... Um... He was he was in Parks and Rec when yeah. Andy goes to London. <laughs> he's the guy, the lord that he works with. <laughs> okay. When they, they fly to a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Or Covington or something. So Joe's going first. Yeah. We'll yeah. get well, uh, Joe. You can have some time to to mull it yeah. over. Do you know ask who we're questions. talking about? I ask no. questions. No, I still don't. Oh yeah, yeah. But it doesn't know. matter. Okay. <laughs> we'll that's on you. That's on. Yeah, you that's on me. You gave me two movies that I really liked. Um, Shaun of the Dead. Uh huh. And I really like Parks and Rec. So I have no real you, excuse. You'll recognize them when you see them. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I'll, uh, okay, I'll, I'll hold up. A, I'll hold up a picture. Sure. Or I can. I just want to like curate it so he can't do like search and see the movie on accident. Oh sure. Uh, yeah. Just a second, Joe. Don't look. Okay. Don't look, you sneaky devil. Okay, this guy. That's a little blown out. Oh, that guy. That guy. Do you recognize that guy? Yeah, I recognize that guy. Okay. Um. Did it help? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mike, do you go first or second? No, Joe goes first. I go yeah. first. I'm going to guess, because um, that guy looks evil. There's a lot of evil in this movie. Okay. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Okay, Mike, what's your guess? Um, not that, because that's wrong. <laughs> uh, it is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Mike got it right. Can we have a fourth question? Can we tie break this shit? Good job. Oh, yeah, let's uh, let's tie break it. Um, I need to think real quick of some. I'd rather, I'd rather lose than like be even with Joe. <laughs> That was a weird. That was a weird slam. That doesn't make sense. Sure, and like I'm in the lead, so like you both lost. Uh, I'm trying to think of one. Just a second. You guys talk amongst yourself. He was the leader of the Starfleet. Yes. Yes, he was. Yeah, and uh, John C. Ri- yeah, John C. Riley took his spot. 
John C. Riley is so funny in that. He's very funny. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. Sorry, just a second. Speaking of John C. Riley, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah, uh, and a surprising amount of non-comedic movies too. Yeah, I think he had a a large, like, amount of movies before he got famous for being funny with Will Ferrell. Right. There was a Scorsese movie. Yeah. Scorsese, fuck yourself. Did I do it right? You did it perfectly. It was beautiful. <laughs> did you, have you guys seen Boogie Nights? Yeah. John C. Riley is so goddamn funny in Boogie Nights. I haven't seen Boogie Nights. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know it's. There was a. It's one I gotta see. There's one I was shouting at the at, at my um my phone when I was listening to you guys. I think neither of you have seen American History X. Oh yeah. And you, haven't that's, seen it. you haven't seen it, Jordan? No, I haven't seen American History X. I haven't either. Oh my gosh, that's a glaring hole. Sorry, it's a glaring hole in your your. Uh... Yeah, but I'm watching every Marvel movie again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I got a tiebreaker for you. Okay, okay. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I have a guess. I have a solid guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay i need to <laughs> that's 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 two points deducted from jordan so now we're all <laughs> yeah. in a tie now we're all tied okay. so while he's looking let's <laughs> i had such a good one let's talk about who who, who was in it i i'm gonna save this one for another uh round because i really like okay. this one and i just ruined it Okay, so yeah, while Jordan's searching, I want to talk about um, the two, the three Spider-Man movies that came before this whole new wave of movies. The, the Tobey Maguire's? Yeah, the Tobey Maguire ones. Am I just wrong about those? I thought those were like really well received. I thought the stage was set pretty well for Iron Man to be successful. And I was a little surprised at how surprised people were about a good superhero movie. Okay, when, do you remember on the first episode we talked about this a little bit? When Iron Man came out, people were like had superhero fatigue, like they didn't want more. Super- like that was the general uh, consensus. Is like, oh, another superhero movie. When that was just the beginning of this golden age of superhero movies. Oh, fatigue. Mm, yeah. I just thought it was like, oh, this they, it, this can be good. I I remember people. I guess so. Not sure about the choice of the superhero, and and I wasn't sure about that. I remember being way into comics i had uh, uh i collected comics as a as a kid not not sure of the choice for iron man or not sure yeah, of the choice for, for iron man because iron spider-man's man, like like maybe the third most popular like superman batman spider-man sure and those two had been made so it made right. it made sense to go with him but iron man was way down the list i mean sure. he wasn't on anyone's who would be radar. the fourth then would it be would it be captain america I don't think so. I think one of the X-Men, like Wolverine. Wolverine was oh. a big seller. Yeah, he really was. Uh, and he, he carried the X-Men franchise. So oh. I, don't, I don't know who they're going to replace him with. X-Men is Marvel, but it's not part of the MCU. Yeah, it's uh, owned by Fox. The film okay. rights are owned by Fox. Okay, guys, are you ready? This time I'm going to tell you the comedian, <laughs> and you guys tell me what film they're in. Okay. okay. Uh, this person is Christopher Walken. Is it in the MCU? No, it's not in the MCU. Is it Marvel? Uh, no. Um, uh, for those who don't it, know who it, Christopher Walken is... Uh, catch Me If You Can considered a superhero. Oh, I know, I know no. this one. Um, I know this one. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, who should start? 
Uh, I should because Joe knows it. Sure. Yeah. Mike, start. I don't have a. I don't have a guess yet, though. Give me a second. Okay, you're fine. Um, um, you said it was Marvel or no? It is not Marvel. Okay, I have a guess. Batman Forever. Okay, Joe. Um, I can't remember the the title uh-huh. and it doesn't count and it doesn't count <laughs> yeah you don't know the name of the movie that's that's that that doesn't count i know it sounds like me being an asshole <laughs> it's the and batman it with christopher that, walken in it that's, yeah. the bat- that's the one no it's uh the, the batman 2 with the that's the second michael keaton batman he was uh, uh, that's, he- not, that's not an answer unless it's called batman 2 the second michael <laughs> keaton batman then that doesn't count. This is games going on. Too I'll, lo- I'll lose it. So if, if, if it is that one, then I can see. Um, it is that one. It's, yes. it's Batman Returns. Where? Which? Okay. Never mind. Let's that, keep going. That's the Danny DeVito Penguin one, and also Catwoman. He plays uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's boss, who pushes her out a window, and she becomes Catwoman. That's probably my favorite Batman. Really? It's close. It's close up there. The um. This the second new Batman. The second Nolan Batman is really good too because um, you just can't take your eyes off Heath Ledger, especially the music like that. Yeah. That insane buzzing that happens most of the time that he's on screen, coupled with the fact that this role killed him. Oh geez, it's hard to make that. That movie felt important. This movie will hold up for like centuries if people are still watching movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll go like, "Why isn't this a hologram?" And then they'll go, "This movie's good." <laughs> Why isn't this a hologram? I love watching this on digital. It's just so warm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those first two Batmans when when I was growing up were were, were just super, super good. And they All were the... Go ahead. They were that non threatening dark that Tim Burton is good at. Yeah. It felt dark and like, like a whimsical dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark and dangerous, but never really dangerous. Um like if you rewatch Batman two, um the like the the opening of the movie is like is straight up Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. It's like flyovers of a winter zoo. Oh Wonderland, sure, yeah. Uh-huh. And Danny Elfman is just just doing work. He's killing it. It's, just doing work. He is putting in his <laughs> yeah. hours. Uh, and then Batman doesn't show up until like a half hour into that movie. Uh-huh. It's all about the. Villains. That's a bold choice. Yeah. yeah, it's uh I I remember that now and like it's that uh, works as a sequel though. Right, yeah, Where, like, you, know, you don't have to introduce him. Yeah, I like that. I, I, all those movies kind of just like are like one big amalgamation of a. Like, I, did, I, I have like just like clips from each one that I'll make one movie to me. Yeah. Uh, hey, this has been. This is the, shut up. This has been comics and comics books. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be fun to do a podcast. Of, oh, dear God, this has been comics and comics it, books it movies. Was, like, this has been comics and comics books it, movies. I have. I have like, it would be fun. Okay, to make thank God movies, he cut out because I think I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you play comics and comics. That is how you play comics and comics. Um, uh, Mike, I don't know if you have a preference, but are you a DC guy or a Marvel guy? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Um, I, I don't, I don't care. Sure. Okay. That, and that is I, I, my, my favorite, my favorite is like in, in all of it's just the Nolan Batman. Okay. That's, not DC. that's, that's a like, very specific DC. Uh, yeah, I get yeah. that. And Joe, the Nolan are, Batman's are my favorite, but I, okay. I, I also like Marvel. I don't know. Well, are you a DC guy or a, a Marvel guy, Joe? Do you I, have a preference? I'm firmly in the, the Marvel camp, but I'm not in the fanboy sense and okay. that DC is bad and Marvel is good. It's not binary. Yeah, man, I just coexist. Like, yeah. I just like more coexist. of the, 
<laughs> I just like more of the so Marvel characters. I've, I'm trying to think of the coexist symbol, but like where to fit the batarang in the world. That's the C. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a batarang. That, that would like people would go nuts for that. Too. Oh, it's oh. a thing. It's a thing, Mike. It's a thing. Oh, already? it's a thing. There's Shit. shirts. There's bumper stickers. I was gonna it's make millions. <laughs> off it, that. You wouldn't. Have, you wouldn't have been happier. Uh. <laughs> yeah i'd like to find out yeah i'd like to run Let's that experiment that. it's like that jim carrey quote i wish everybody's dreams could come true so they could realize <laughs> that's not the answer like, yeah yeah let me find out right i would love to to challenge you on that jim you know jim uh yeah he likes to go by james does he uh, oh, jim's jim is a stage name sorry jim <laughs> it's a stage name also a nickname <laughs> i i never really bought any of the dc comics i i bought a whole lot of marvel comics yeah and i don't I don't remember ever buying a DC DC comic, but their movies are fine. Sure. Um, oh, just a bit of context about how easy of a critic I am for movies. Uh, I like the first Hulk just fine. I, mean, I, I don't have any problems with the Angley. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Saw the, saw in the theater with a big Hulk fan. And that probably really helped because we were just punching yeah. the air and kicking the air, <laughs> doing a bunch of stuff. And That's what Pacific Rim was for me. It's so much. Oh, fun. Pacific God. Rim is a great time at the movies. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Jax Teller and um, uh, Stringer Bell in Robots. I mean, that's Elba. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a great time. <laughs> it's a great. I time. like that you went to the wire for uh, a reference. Yeah, and Jax Teller is the blonde dude. Yeah, yeah, and and Jax Teller is a. Uh, he's that's the blonde dude's. He's in Sons of Anarchy. So the. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's all his, I saw them as. What's his real name? I don't know. I have no idea what that dude's real name is. I know him as Jack Teller and I know Idris Elba. It's Chris it. something. Chris. All right, we're done. It's so okay. Chris I, Anarchy. I also liked Superman Returns. <laughs> that was the one that came out about five or ten years ago. Okay. Where Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor. Oh, okay, yeah. That one was critically one. Uh, torn apart. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that movie was fine. Upon rewatching it, I'm like, oh, man, there's really nothing to rewatch here. <laughs> Yeah, I just kept like, well, I'll wait for this moment. It's pretty dull. And it was like, no. What's, pretty dull. What's, what's another example of a movie you loved and then hated later? Who hated later? Mm, I'm trying this to think if I have right. one. I have one. Yeah? yeah say uh, yours and I'll try to think of one. So I saw Boondock Saints in theaters. I loved it. <laughs> and then Kendall and I were talking about Kendall, who I think we mentioned on the podcast before. Uh-huh. We did it probably with him. Uh, we were talking about how much fun of a movie that was, and we went to the art house just on like a on a lazy night. We were watching in a theater with a big screen by ourselves, and we turned it off halfway through because like we could not. <laughs> it. This is garbage, and I know it's campy and over the top on purpose. I just like yeah. couldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. And like the worst people love the Boondock scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the people who tattoo them it's, yeah, on it's, their it's, shoulders. It's people who haven't seen Scarface yet. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, I'll. I'll I'll recant my mm-hmm a little bit because Adam Ross and Ray likes Boondock Saints and he's a good person. Yeah. <laughs> but besides him, they're can, all can be a good assholes. person in like a shitty movie. Yeah. But you said that like their fans are the worst people. So I just want to no, like, oh. I said, I, no, I didn't say their fans are the worst people. I said the worst people like it. Oh, okay. oh yeah. That is it's funny. like a square is a, a square is a rectangle, but a rect, not a rectangle is a square. I can't think of one. It's probably a Marvel movie. Like I enjoyed Iron Man two less. This last time yeah. I watched it. If, it. It did feel like that came crumbling down a little bit. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did. It's so fun to watch that just like get destroyed. Uh, uh. Your delicate psyche. But you know what my fave, Joe, once you think of a movie. I don't think I have one. Really? That's yeah. okay. It's a very specific idea. Yeah. Uh, 
Marvel's The Avengers is my favorite movie. It's my favorite. Ever? Ever. Really, did, it is. Did it change the way you saw the world? I don't think, like, that's not my main uh, priority sure. with the yeah, film. Sure, sure, And I'm not saying it has to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think that's a different category. But, like, but as far as, like, pure joy that I experience and, like, when my brain is the most lit up, it is when I'm watching The Avengers. Okay. That's, like, to me, and this is going to sound so condescending. Bring it. I'm okay, used to like, it. That's like saying Cheetos are your favorite food. Uh, I disagree. Because like I, I don't think there's that much substance. To well, here here we'll put we'll put that um, analogy even further. My favorite food is just rice and gravy and chicken. <laughs> That's my favorite food. Yeah, but there's substance and here's why. There. There's there's substance in Avengers. That, 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 that feels like that feels like that feels like a real like raw indie movie. Uh, rice and gravy and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Avengers does have substance. It does have substance. It does. Yeah. I'm not saying it's. Uh, and it might be the same reason real. why uh, it's called Hawaiian Haystacks. Uh, why Hawaiian Haystacks and the Avengers are my favorite because it's nostalgic. That was something that I grew up on, and as I, a kid, I, I really love Hawaiian Haystacks. Oh, they're delicious. I'm going to yeah. make the case for Jordan's pick uh, real quickly. <laughs> Please. Jordan Because really I'm bad at it. <laughs> Jordan really likes the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, some people call it the MCU. And yeah, for those who don't know. <laughs> and so he really likes that. And this is like a multi-year building process to a culmination oh, of that. There was so much anticipation leading up to this and they were putting in all these pieces and to see the, the fruits of this labor. It was so fulfilling. Yeah. And I think it, it executed well what it was supposed to do, which mm-hmm. was bring these people together, assemble, mm-hmm. if you will. And mm-hmm. it, it holds up over repeated viewing. So I can see his point about it being his favorite because it's like a great representation of something he likes yeah. a whole lot. And they nailed it with what like they were going for. And it was... Uh, yeah. you're, you're a stand-up comedian, Mike. Imagine if your favorite movie was Kings of Comedy. I could understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's wrong. Like, I'm not, and I'm not dismissing it. It's just, it's not like it doesn't resonate with me or what. Sure. Like well, let's get a little bit of. A, what's what's yours? Like, do you have do you have like yeah. a, a favorite pinnacle movie? For a long time, for a long time, it was Fight Club, mm-hmm. and okay. it's still way up there. Um, but over time, I think like maybe. And here's some other honorable mentions. There's so Fight Club's up there. That's another movie. That's a movie where you talked about like you left the theater and you're you felt like your outlook on life was different. Yeah. Yeah. And it was absolutely the case. It changes your brain chemistry. Yeah. I was like, oh, this I'm never going to be the same. Uh, And me, too. Sure. Um, Yeah. Um, You mean you with Avengers? No, no, no. I'm saying Fight Club. It changed my perspective. Oh, yeah. But that, that I, it's kind of just the difference of what de- defines my favorite. I really like movie. Pleasantville. Right. I still really like Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Pleasantville. Me neither. Um, I really like Back to the Future 1 and 2. Probably 2 more than 1. And that seems a little uh, sacrilegious to say. Really? Sure. Yeah, because Back to the 1 is like the perfect is probably the perfect movie. Everybody, everybody says, like, if you want to, like, look at a perfect screenplay, watch Back to the Future 1. Yeah, I've heard that. Like, yeah. it's, the perfect, it's a perfectly written movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Think, yeah. And then, and then maybe, like, Inside Out. 
Oh, Inside Out's for real. Is it that, seems seems that... silly, but I don't I don't remember a more powerful emotional response yeah. for the film. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what's your favorite movie of all time? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like bridge the gap between you and I a little bit here because like it this movie didn't like totally change the way I see the world, but it, like it, it it tickled those parts of my brain in a similar way. Mm-hmm. But it's also like just like the most one of my favorite just entertaining movies to watch. Uh-huh. So it does it does both those things for me. Adventures in babysitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's the pacifier. Uh, <laughs> Vinny no, D. Yeah. Yo, you know Vince? Yeah, I want to. Uh... I went to uh, uh, charter school with Vince. Vince? Cool. Vince. I went to elementary school. I went to elementary school with a, a Vance. Oh, cool. So you know it's him. A different I went to learning how to be tall school with Vince Vaughn, <laughs> and I flunked out of it. Vince Vaughn? <laughs> um, but the movie that I was getting to uh, was uh, Seven Psychopaths. Uh, and like I'll go between that 50-50 changes the way I see things that, that's another one that I do up there but Seven Psychopaths it hits a lot of like really strong themes and like worldviews that changes the way yeah. I look at like, things like it points out the absurdity of life in a lot of ways the absurdity it, of, of entertainment and all that but it's also just like so, so fun to watch Um, and I think that like well, it makes sense to me because it feels like the way that he's uh, explaining things from a writer's perspective from uh Colin Farrell's perspective. Yeah, it it feels like so, a way that you approach uh, when you're observing reality. That feels like it's pretty much an echo of how you would describe things. When yeah, whenever. like if I was if I was smarter and funnier. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah, but that, that 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 tickles my brain in, in that way. So it's, to me, it's both. So it's like I, th- as I examine why that's my favorite movie, I understand. I think a little bit more why Avengers could be your favorite movie. Yeah, um, it's the most fun I've ever had in a movie theater. And similar with Seven Psychopaths, the yeah. first time I saw, like I laughed in a way that, like, like I, I made new sounds I'd never made before. <laughs> That's great, yeah. And it, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. I've, sh- I've shared it with a few people, and it doesn't like it doesn't do doesn't do it for everybody. Oh yeah, I'm and gonna... most people don't even know the movie. Uh, Joe might be looking it up right now. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> it was it was a it was a Sundance movie, yeah. No, it wasn't a Sun. It was. It was. It was. And but it, but it got a full theatrical release later too. Right. Right. I which, like which the is, actors in it. Yeah. yeah, it's. Um, did you have you seen in Bruges, Joe? Oh yeah, very yeah. funny movie. Same same writer director. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. I looked he's, it up. He's on an TV. Irish. Uh, can I stream it? Yeah, and it's not anywhere. I'd have to like pay money. For no, it. You can, if, if I can give you my Google login, I have it on my. Yeah, my Google Play. If you want to use that, it has uh, Sam Rockwell from Iron Man Two. It has Colin Farrell from Daredevil. It's Sam Rockwell, <laughs> my love. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> it has it Christopher has Walken from, from Batman Returns. <laughs> from Batman Two. <laughs> it has Woody Harrelson. Has he been in any? Uh, I'm sure he has. From uh, the closest thing I can think of is uh, Mocking Jay. <laughs> The Hunger Games. <laughs> this is how you win Hunger Games. You put on a wig. That's Man. that's Woody Harrelson. Can, in we, Hunger Games. can we do Seven Psychopaths for an episode? No. Oh, be, uh-uh. okay. That was my favorite um, part of episode three. <laughs> is you asking if they can you can do the Batman movies and and Jordan very dismissive like I don't want to. <laughs> it was just such a fun a fun joke because. It's like the entire point of this is putting I mean, you through I'm, hell. I'm, I'm in such I'm in such abusive relationship with it, and like, and I, and, and I really enjoy this podcast. Like, and I can only explain it with Stockholm's in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I 
Joe, please watch Seven Psychopaths and then like, it, let me know what you think. It's, sure. worth, it's worth a watch. Um, Just it's give not out worth your, a podcast. Give out your Google credentials. I'm not going to do it over the air. On the podcast. <laughs> right now. I'll give it to you and you can put it on Facebook if you want to like really get it out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, no, my, actually, that's not it. Like for real, bit my Google stuff like has money attached to it. No, I would. Aye, aye, aye. Um, Mike, do you want to rank it? Oh, do you want to do yeah. the, the go, spank you rank? Go, you, you go first. Okay. Um, um, sorry, uh, I need to remind myself like exactly what we watched. So it goes. This takes first place, uh, obviously, with it being my favorite movie of all time. Of course, is my favorite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it goes. Um, Marvel's The Avengers, excuse me, Captain America, The First Avenger, Iron Man, Thor, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2. Okay, I have mine. Okay. It would go Captain America, Iron Man, mm-hmm. Avengers, um, Hulk, and then at the bottom I had Iron Man 2 and Thor. Yeah. You liked Captain America more than Iron Man? Um, yeah, it, I, it, at least this time through. It, I, I'm, I can see that changing. Of course. This time through, I really like Captain America. You, and, and, and I, I realize that episode hasn't dropped yet, so you haven't heard us talk about it. Yeah, but um, but like I, I kind of explained my bias toward. Can it you too. just like go yeah. through the whole movie now and explain everything, or should right. I, yeah, maybe yeah. you can just listen to the oh, episode? Right. <laughs> well, whatever you guys think is best. <laughs> uh, Mike is so this one's kind of lower. Is Captain America a redeeming quality this, to this to Avengers for you? Yeah, it's not lower though. It's just I like those other. It's, it's third, sure. and I like those other two movies a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I, I like, I like the Avengers. I know I'm playing antagonist in this. Sure. Uh, Cause it's fun. Because you, cause you guys are like, have, you're, pl- so, you're, you're saying so fuck vanilla as Pete Holmes would put it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm playing, you know, antagonist. I'm playing, you know, the devil's advocate making a stance. It's, it's, it's a good movie. It's a it's more like, I didn't like it that much, but I was very impressed by it. Hmm. Okay. It's like stepdad so, level. Stepdad. <laughs> you don't like it, but you will respect it. <laughs> That's, that, I didn't make up that joke. I don't know where it came from, but I didn't make that. That's really good. It does sound like a joke you would come up with. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate that. I already have a cultural surround sound this podcast, so I've made enough. Yeah. I've created enough content. You've nice. left an imprint on this podcast forever, Joe. Joe, do you want to do a, a ranking? I'd love to. Okay, yeah. So where does Avengers rank with you for everything else that we've talked about? It? Um, It's probably number two. Okay. What's number one? Iron, um, Man? Iron Man's probably number one. It's really fun, and it's also rewatchable. That that yeah, factors into it. It's really rewatchable. I yep. like all of the cave stuff, and then, and then it gets a little muddy because I, I first of all I haven't seen. Um, did you guys do Thor: The Dark World yet? No, that'll come in two which, episodes. Which is crazy to me because like we've already had two movies with Loki as the villain. Like it feels weird to go back to just a Thor movie where he's the villain again. Yeah. Well, he's he's the better villain, and like he's the like the B villain, like he's the one that's like pulling feels, strings in his like, own story. It feels like doing it after Avengers puts the cart before the horse. We'll have plenty. We'll have plenty to shit on with uh, the villain in, in <laughs> the Dark World. Okay, Thor's probably last. Okay. Um, yeah, Thor's garbage. <laughs> Thor's probably last. Uh, third, third is probably Captain America. Okay. Um, because that's, that's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Then Incredible Hulk. And then... Iron Man 2? And then Iron Man 2. Cool. I, Iron Man 2 is more garbage. Yeah, we kind of have a, uh, the same consensus, all of us, on like the last three movies. All like It's those, kind of a different order, but like it's... Yeah. Thor, Iron Man 2, they're both so forgettable to me. I don't remember really what the big problem yeah. was. And, 
in Thor. Mm-hmm. I know that there was an origin story. Like they're both very empty movies. Like Thor came from other heaven, and right. now he's here to do some stuff. Other and, heaven, and, like he's from Jehovah's Witness heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then he likes Natalie Portman. Uh-huh. And that's fine. I and I yeah uh, to represent people who love Thor. Um, there are really good qualities, but I I was in the same boat as you. I couldn't remember. You're like, treating Thor like a person whose feelings are going to get up. No, I'm get, I'm uh, <laughs> representing the people who <laughs> like Thor a lot. Yeah, Thor is a proxy. Um, yeah. So I, I rank the movies here, here, here in those pe- like for those people who do love Thor, um, they can go fuck themselves. Oh dear God. <laughs> uh, yeah, the movies that are more memorable. Um, I, they they go a little higher up in the Iron Man movies, mm-hmm. especially one was was so funny, mm-hmm. was so funny, and the Avengers was really funny. That's another thing. Yeah, like it, we we kind of talk about the humor with other movies, and Avengers is consistently funny. It's yeah, and and it's not contrived. Most no, uh, uh-uh. I remember it feeling a little contrived in Ultron. Yes, uh, uh, I think it, so. Yeah. It doesn't it does it felt very natural and it felt within character. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the line about what are you without that suit, and he's like. A billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yeah, he lists everything that he is. Genius. And then, he, and, then it, and then that does. There's there's a, there's a beat, just one beat, and then it doesn't face Captain America. He's right. like, I don't care. I know men who are like worth ten of you. Ah, and the dialogue is amazing. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It <sighs> phased um, Black Widow though. She was like, I'd go for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She's like, hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna say anything sexist. <laughs> good job, Mike. We're learning. Oh. We're growing. Can Jezebel give me some money now? Who? Oh, yeah, Jezebel. yeah, yeah. The the website. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, you made it through a phase. This concludes this, <laughs> this concludes phase one. Okay, does this conclude the podcast? No, Mike, no, no, no. We have phase two to get through. And the no, series. I mean, I mean this this episode. Oh yeah, I think we're about to wrap up. Okay. Do you have any? I feel like, I, I feel like I'm being repetitive. Well, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I was going to ask if you have any final points. Do either of you have? Any oh, final I do. Points? I do have a couple points. Okay. Okay. These are just quick ones. We don't have to talk about them. Okay. If you were just if you were just watching the end of the movie, you'd think that Captain America's super superpower was parkour. <laughs> I I told Joe that that was your regu- uh, like your usual go to jab of Captain America, <laughs> that he's uh, like his superpower is he's great at gymnastics. <laughs> and very good at gymnastics. He is very good. But like yeah, he's a and super he looks soldier. Like a gymnast, like a gymnast. Oh, he does. He yeah. does have a build. Chris Evans has like yeah, and gymnast. The, the, have you the, seen the, a gymnast lately? Gymnasts are like five five tops. <laughs> okay, but like I when I said that I meant the uniform. Oh, okay. Oh okay. sure, yeah. It's, it's like a, a gymnast with sleeves. A leotard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With um, sleeves. When when Loki like turns people turns their heart to blue. Uh-huh. Uh, blue heart, like, like blue balls. I imagined him like make like doing that to make people play Settlers of Catan with them because nobody will play. <laughs> uh, people would so say that I did this to you to do this podcast. You sure did. Yay, Mindstone. Uh, but he keeps losing. That would be the sketch, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough golden hay. And I think those are those are the those are the fun thoughts I have. Those are fun. Yeah, they were very very fun. What fun? Hey Joe, did you have fun? I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Jordan, I had fun. Yep, I think we all had fun. I hope the listeners had fun. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, if people, yeah, I'll do the all the spiel of like, if you want to get a, a hold of us, uh, you can email us. Blah blah blah. After uh, after the end. Um, so guys, thanks okay. so much. Thank you, Joe, for coming onto the show. Hopefully, we'll get thanks, you on Joe. again. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. 
Uh, all right. So I think this is it, everybody. We'll MC you later. We are Groot. party's over there's a there's another perfect episode um despite all of the technical difficulties and me, me deleting the first 10 minutes it was a perfect episode uh guys if you want to get a hold of us here at mouthful of marvels you can email us at mouthful of marvels dot whoop, <laughs> mouthful of marvels at gmail dot com if you want to follow us on twitter you can follow us at Mouthful of Marvel. That's Mouthful of Marvel, as if it were an Irish man's name. Be sure to use the hashtag MoFuma. That's Mo as in mouth, Fu as in full, and Ma as in Marvel. You can also follow myself and Mike on Twitter at Jordan Todd Brown and at Mikey Grover, if that's your groove. A couple of quick thank yous to wrap the show up. Thank you to at Curtis Ned Hansen for helping in the production of this podcast. Thank you to at Aiden Steenblick for making the opening theme song and the uh, comics in comics books movies theme song. Thank you to at Chelsea underscore MB for the artwork. If you want to find more of her uh, graphic graphic design work, it is also graphic divine, but if you want to find more of her graphic Grassic Define work. <laughs> if you want to find more of her graphic Define work, good. Okay. If you want to find out more about her graphic design work uh, and look at her stuff at behance.org? Is it org or net? Net. It's net. Uh, behance.net slash Chelsea Mackey. And thank you to um, at Dejnero, D-E-E-J-N-A-R-R-O-W, for being our guest today. And lastly, thanks to all of you for listening. We will see you next week when we discuss Iron Man 3 with another special guest. Ooh, oof, that was hard. <laughs>